Welcome to the Busy Work Podcast. We're moving along well into the semester. It is October, mid-October here in 2023, getting ready to wrap up season three, which is kind of hard for me to imagine. But we are here today with special guests from Ingenix Corporation, Joshua Black and Hunter Price. We'll tell more about who they are and what they do with Ingenix, but especially how Ingenix in the consulting industry is a leader in providing solutions. I always like to bring in consulting organizations because I just find the, the problem solving aspect of that fascinating. So let's meet Hunter and Joshua and talk more about Ingenix here on the Busy Work Podcast. Joshua and Hunter, tell me about Ingenix. What is your career progression? What got you to the company? What do you do at Ingenix? I can start it out here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so Ingenix is a global consulting company. Um, in the U.S., we focus more in the manufacturing field and even specifically more the supply chain or logistics uh, realm of things. So uh, with Ingenix, we've got customers uh, all across the United States that are uh, automotive OEMs, uh, aerospace OEMs, even now agricultural OEMs. Um, and we go in and really do anything uh, in the in the realm of manufacturing, whether it be planning a whole factory, the assembly line, where the robots should go, how many headcount you need. Oh, wow. Yeah, all the way down to uh, maybe you need us to run a department for you. Maybe you need us to run your inbound logistics department. We will staff it with specific deliverables and, and execute it. So super high-level strategy, you know, five, ten-year plans, all the way down to daily operations. Um and for me, I guess getting into Ingenix right out of graduation, I got an internship at one of our uh, customers in Greenville, and it was a three-month uh, logistics analytics internship, so building Power BI dashboards for the inbound logistics team, um, and then that sprung into an eight-month reverse logistics project where I was still at that customer in Greenville and doing um, daily uh, return logistics to a network of 50 suppliers. And after that eight months ended, then I went to a, uh, a few various other little projects for that same customer and then jumped into three months for a electric vehicle manufacturer in Chicago. Um, and now I'm spending, I've been about five months doing analytics here in Charleston for an, another OEM. So bounced around to various different projects, but all within the automotive industry, but it's all been, um, it's been pretty neat. It's been logistics warehousing it's been uh, material planning it's been a lot of data analytics and it um, so it's kind of been like a in college i want i always wanted to go into a rotational program yeah because i didn't know what i wanted to sure. do and so this is like a full-time rotational <laughs> it's pretty sweet i've had a lot of fun with it and joshua you're a college of charleston graduate too correct yeah, that's right yeah. i uh, graduated from college of charleston in spring of 2022 um, throughout my college at Charleston career, I had a few internships. Um, I started out at a um, logistics company called Nolan Transportation Group, yeah. where I learned the in and outs of, um, you know, like local transportation. My junior year, I had a internship at Keon, which is a forklift manufacturer. Um, and I think one of the things that set me apart from other candidates was at the College of Charleston, I took uh, ERP. Uh, mm -hmm enterprise resource planning class. Um, so I had a full semester of knowledge in um, SAP and other software types. So I think that set me apart from other candidates. Started um, at Ingenix right after graduation. I was really motivated to get started. One of the things that I thought was really cool was every three to six months, I'd be put on 
um, on a new project at a new customer. Um, so I re have really um, had a wide uh, diversity of different types of projects and customers. So I've worked in purchasing, internal logistics, uh, external logistics, um, warehouse planning, and warehouse construction all in about a year and a half. Um, so it's been really interesting to be able to learn from different um, types of manufacturers, um, and, and I think more importantly, different types of uh, mentors and, and leaders within the industry. Um, so I think this way of getting into the workforce um, has been really re unique and really beneficial for my career. Sounds like this is the kind of field, if you wanna do different things every day, this is a good field to get into. You're not gonna be locked in anything in particular. Yep. Ingenix, uh, German-American company, correct? Yep, um, primarily German. Yeah. We, are, we are building that American branch, or I guess you could say North American gotcha. branch now. Are you learning the language? Is that uh, <laughs> is that something that's a requirement? I haven't. Yet, I don't know about <laughs> you guys. Definitely, a, I guess, a, a plus, but not sure. a requirement. Luckily, sure. um, at least in my experience, we've been working with uh, mostly German automotive OEMs, mm -hmm. so yep. there's a lot of English there as well. You get... Of course, a little bit of a benefit if you can speak the, the home language of the people sure. you work with as well. Um, usually the top management in these places is German, so that's always a plus. But, yeah, I, you know, aside from good morning, good night. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and one of the benefits of working for a consulting firm is you get to leverage all of your relationships with your fellow consultants, whether that be mm -hmm. in Charleston, at other branches, or worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, so you can really use their knowledge um, to improve your performance at the customer that you're at at the time. Yeah. And Joshua, you mentioned, you know, coming in with some experience, you mentioned before having those internships before, what are some skills you think are really valuable for anyone interested in, in a career in consulting in any field or any company that does what you do, which is consulting on projects? I would say um, open and honest communication. Mm -hmm. um, that's really big because, uh, you know, you have um, an end goal and in order to, to, to complete that end goal, um, you need to be honest with yourself. Um, think about if you can complete this task, and if you can't, how can you um, use your um, your research abilities and your um, relationships um, in order to complete the task that you need to finish? Just to expand on that, I say there's, for me, there's two main things that I've noticed, and one is more professional, and the other one's, I guess, more personal. The professional one is, for me, uh, the past... I guess three years I've been with Nginx, it's been about five or six different projects. Everything has revolved around Excel in some way. So <laughs> That's as, a good as, to know. As much as I disliked it going through the coursework <laughs> in college, um, I told myself, you know, once I graduate, I'm never using this again. Every single day almost I've used Excel in various forms or something of the Microsoft platform. So very specifically, I'd say Excel, if you can get that, I've used it, whether it be warehouse planning, sure. logistics planning, data analytics, obviously. So that's been the biggest help along with new products that Microsoft makes like Power BI or Power Automate. Um, coming into a lot of these companies now, they have processes set up, but they have old processes that are super manual. So coming in um, a department I'm in right now, we do lean um, automations. So um, we will make reports for people, but we'll also see a process somebody does every day that takes 30 minutes of their day. They've done it for 10 years. Well, we can come in and do that and, you know, six seconds um so learning those softwares power automate these low code softwares are super important and make you extremely valuable early on at a company um, but personal wise i would say 
building up soft skills, like you were saying. Um, we come into these customers, and sometimes they bring us in because they know we can help them, um, and they know that they have an issue, and sometimes we get brought in, and we're working with a team that maybe doesn't want change. So you're coming in, and they know you're coming in to make change. So sure. being able to conversate with the people you work with on a day-to-day basis, make friends with people quickly, um, and be able to, you know, not just treat it as a job, but kind of trying to make friends because it's easier to convince a friend. And that's the biggest piece is that we want a lot of our business comes from return business. So we're not just coming in, making a change and then getting out of there. Um, For us, it's a lot about keeping in contact. How can we extend the relationship? So when we make when you're good at making friends, you know, uh, you complete a project, maybe some other department saw the work you did and they want to bring you in as well. Always trying to have good first impressions, especially when we're working with um, top management. Yeah, so soft skills and Excel. <laughs> what types of communication methods do you use? Are, are you primarily an email phone kind of a thing, or do you do you use some some things like Microsoft Teams or Zoom? Or what, what's what's maybe the best way that you communicate back and forth? Um, I think it depends who you're talking to. Um, so say if I wanted to discuss um, a point with a fellow Ingenix colleague um, that might not be on site, we probably use Teams or a quick phone call or something like that. But when I'm at a customer's site, I prefer to be talking to the customer mm-hmm. in person. Um, just to, um, I think, in-person communication is the best way to build that relationship um, and also get your point across in um, the most efficient way possible. And lots of times people think of consulting as a problem-solving thing, which you've mm-hmm. mentioned, but then you also mentioned it's almost kind of a full-cycle thing for Ingenix, where you're, you're, I may come to you and say, I want to build a factory, where do I start? Mm-hmm. Uh, what what areas are you encompassing in your in your corporation? You sounds like you've got everybody from from codes and 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 uh, uh, leasing and and yep. real estate and all that stuff to project management to, to everything beyond. What's what what are some roles that are available? Well, uh, yeah. maybe what isn't available, right? Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> anything that um, anything that involves yeah. manufacturing. So, like I said, yeah, we. We'll come in, we'll have somebody, you know, if you need somebody to plan out, like, your five-year plan. Like, you mm-hmm. you maybe haven't even started yet, but here's your plan, here's your idea. You want somebody that can help you plan out five, ten years down the road. We can do strategy consulting. I um, mean, but say we design a automotive manufacturing plant, we'll have somebody lay out the design, but we have also experts in new technologies, so they can bring in something that's not just copy and paste from somewhere else. All the way down to one of the roles I had was... Um, ensuring that automotive parts suppliers had enough empty containers to send back to uh, the facility full of parts. So Hmm. um, I really don't know what there isn't. I think think one way to look at it, too, is we have these existing relationships with customers. So um, it might just be as simple as, hey, we need X, Y, Z by this date. Can you make it happen? Um, We will always make it happen, whether it be... Um, utilizing consultants that we already have on staff or going out and finding the correct person, mm-hmm. um, the right consultant to, to finish that job. Yeah. One of the big things with Nginx, too, is that whereas um, a lot of the OEMs I've worked with, they've had several uh, other contractors. I've been uh, to an OEM that had more other contractors than I could count. You know, I couldn't, right. I couldn't tell. There were seemed like more contractors than internal employees. Right. And then I've been <laughs> in a place where we're the only um, contractors. And uh, when you're in a space like that, I think it's it, it really varies. What do you see on the horizon for manufacturing? It's it's been interesting watching the the reshoring process 
And that's kind of the buzz right now is we're bringing it back. And it never really went away. It just certainly was was different over the last 20 or 30 years. What do you see uh, on the horizon for manufacturing in within North America and certainly within the United States? I think a lot more. Um, we've already seen it in Greenville, yeah, but a lot of these the German and uh, European OEMs are moving mm-hmm. factories over here. Um, you've got like in the southeast, we've you've got Mercedes, BMWs, you've got the new ones in the northeast, Rivians, Volvos down here, Air, Boeing, Airbus, all these. Um, but the still, I think the in the supply chain perspective, a lot of the um, tier one suppliers or the, the, the initial suppliers to these OEMs, they were still in Europe. Mm, right. So they slowly started moving over here, but they were still in Europe. Um, and I think as the years go on, as the Southeast gets more and more popular for manufacturing, a lot more of these European businesses, these smaller part suppliers are going to be moving facilities over here. Um, but then you've got to deal with the whole wave of electric manufacturing right? Uh, in the next several years. And I think everybody has a plan of all electric by 2040, 20 whatever, 20 this, um, which is, I think, a good goal to strive towards. But there's a lot of challenges that come with that as well. It's pretty audacious when you look at the numbers <laughs> on that, right? It's like it's such an exciting time to be in manufacturing in Charleston specifically mm-hmm. in, in South Carolina, um, you know, with uh, Scout coming over to yeah. Columbia, um, Redwood Materials opening up in um, Ridgeville right next to Volvo. Um, one of the, I mean, the name of the game right now is reliability in your supply chain. So um, the, uh, most of the um, manufacturers that I've worked at, localization of their suppliers is a huge priority. Um, so they don't have as big of a worry about um, um, disruptions in their supply chain. Like if COVID hits all of a sudden and everything shuts down for a year, <laughs> you don't want to have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. One piece of advice, anybody that's thinking about consulting in, in any form, one piece of advice, Joshua, we'll, we'll start with you. Sure. I would say getting experience first and foremost is the most important thing. And experience can come in two different varieties, I think. I think the more traditional experience is from an internship or a job. Um, and that can come in a variety of different forms. But I think more importantly, having experience um, in different types of software is really the best way for you to get into this business. Um, like I said before, I think my experience in SAP really set me apart, which eventually got me an internship, which helped me get um, this job at Ingenix. But also things like mastering Excel, um, if, you can prove, if you can prove your um, um, experience in Excel, in things like Tableau, um, SQL, those types of things really um, set you apart from other candidates and give you the best job, uh, chance of getting a job in this industry. Hunter, what do you think? Yeah. And you can agree, you don't have to start new. <laughs> so just like a piece of advice for getting into the consulting industry. Um, yeah, kind of like the two things that, you, well, what you touched on and what I touched on earlier is this, the, the soft skills. Um, building up like the elevator pitch, not really, you're not pitching yourself, but being able to be comfortable talking with total strangers and no matter where they may be at in a company hierarchy wise. Um, But other than that, I would say, oh man, just taking, finding a competency you're good at or some skill that you have. For me, it was data analytics or Mm -hmm. logistics. Yeah. And with those competencies or with those skills, I guess data analytics specifically, doesn't really matter what industry you go into, but I knew that I wanted to be in um, in analytics or, or logistics and finding Ingenix. Um, I felt very fortunate. It's a you know it's supply chain consulting company, um, 
And so for me, knowing the skill I wanted to pursue and then just finding the right company that, that kind of hones in on that was the biggest was the biggest help for me. Um, but yeah, personal skills, like being comfortable with speaking, you can be in a more technical role as a consultant and you don't need to be this speaking role as long as you can really hone in on your work. Um, but then, like you said, Excel, low-code softwares like Power Platform, um, those will give you the biggest jump inside of a company from like starting out to being somebody people look to. Joshua Black and Hunter Price from Ingenix. Thanks a lot for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you for having us. Well, there you have it, BusyWork listeners, Ingenix Corporation, Joshua Black and Hunter Price in the studio today to tell us more about what they do in the consulting industry, especially working with manufacturers here in the area. And she wasn't on the mic today, but Emily Beckman was also a special guest. Took some great pictures and uh, some video of the studio broadcast today. And really excited to have all three Ingenix reps on campus here at the College of Charleston School of Business. Hope you'll keep listening to the Busy Work Podcast. You know we are here to always help you mind your business. Catch you next time.